This week on the Out of Terrors podcast, England's nomination in Europe, a new segment which we call From Worldly to Wally, where we look at the Wallies of the Week and the Worldies. And we end on the upcoming action in the Premier League, Championship and the FA Cup. It's that word again, isn't it? Cyclical. Cyclical. Ah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, it's the first time four English teams have made the quarterfinals in the Champions League since 2008. So it's over a decade ago. Yeah, that, um, that, that and, adds up. And at that point in 2008, English teams were dominating it really. We won it in 2005. We got to the final in 2007. Yeah. Um, United and Chelsea were also doing very well at that point as well. Um, yeah. Arsenal got to the final in 2006. So, ah, I forgot about yeah. that. So English teams were doing well from us winning it in 2005 for the next few years at least, you know, while we had Rafa especially. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we were going to get in the Champions League. <laughs> probably not, I apologise. No, probably not. Uh, but yeah, it seems to be a cyclical thing. And saying that, it'll only, that'll only be confirmed if we continue to do well next year and the year after and the year after. Because usually over the last... Decade or so, it's been the Spanish teams, Atleti, Barca, and Real. Yeah, but you look at those squads now, um, and a few big characters are going to start retiring. Yeah, in all of them, and you could argue the likes of Barca, the likes of Real, Bayern, even Juve, aren't um, updating their squads to the extent the likes of Liverpool, City, even United uh, will have to do. You're right. In the well, I mean, you talked about Juve, but really they, they did all the revamping they needed in the summer. Yeah, but how long is Ronaldo going to go? Well, he's 35 now. Isn't yeah, he? so he's not going to be there. He's not going to be there for the long term. They'll have got Cristiano, and rightfully so. Three sure. more years, I reckon. Mm, I'm not sure. I think they've bought him to win the Champions League. They knew uh, the dominance of Serie A is is unrivaled. They've they've solely signed him. And rightfully so, like I said, for the Champions League, you look at how he's, the first year he's there, he gets them through to the quarters, almost single-handedly, and then Real go out early on. So it's it's no fluke. Um, that makes me feel sad for Gigi. Yeah, yeah, he, left to, he left to win it and went to PSG. Yeah. I mean, sometimes these decisions just don't go your way. Yeah. And um, we mentioned on a previous podcast about how, I mean, it's not Gigi's fault, but how poor PSG was in that second leg against United. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it does seem to be um, coming back round to, um, I say, English domination. It, it might be a bit early to say that, but you never know. Um, Should we talk about the, the poorer version of Europe? Yeah, uh, we can talk about that briefly. Um, you had both Arsenal and Chelsea go through, and I, I was talking to a few people this week, and it's an odd one, this. Um, it's going to be a very interesting balancing act um, from Arsenal and Chelsea because they're both still in the fight for top four and they've both got decisions to make. They've got to decide whether they're likely to get Champions League qualification through their league position or if they're going to have to go hell for leather to win the Europa League. And for Chelsea in particular, it's a difficult one because if they win the game in hand, they jump above United. I don't think they go above Arsenal with the game. I'm not completely sure. I'd have to look at the league table. I would have thought Arsenal are in pole position. Um Having spoken, we we know um, our Chelsea friend Phil. Did, he yeah. seems to think that their best chance at getting, well, I'm assuming, uh, through to the Champions League is winning the Europa League. And with the with their draw 
they've got Slavia Prague, haven't they? They have, yeah. Um, they they've got a nice easy route to the semi final if if they play like they did against uh, Dynamo Kiev. Who did Arsenal get? Arsenal got Napoli. Um, yes, I was just coming on yeah. that. So Arsenal have got probably the toughest draw that anyone could have had. We played Napoli in the Champions League, um, just about scraped through our group, beating them at Anfield. Yeah. Uh, with that save from Allison in the last minute, uh, they are a quality side. They they only beat us late on in Naples, but um, they deserve to score a couple more against us, really. They're a good side, and Arsenal at home first, so they've got the second leg away. That's always tough, So it's going to be it? a tough one for yeah. them, yeah. Um, but, talk, I mean, we, we could be talking about the second tier. Arsenal, Ars, Arsenal did what I said they were going to do, and they turned it around against Ren. 3-1 right. from the first leg, um, comfortable. 3-0 winners in the second leg and you could talk about Chelsea's 5-0 win as well um, I mean it's good It's good that it was Orba who got two because you know you bring in players like that to, to make that difference in, mm. in games like that love this celebration argue. yeah the Black Panther Black Panther yeah, love this yeah, celebration yeah, yeah. It's yeah. brilliant I, I, I like that he's got on the score sheet I, I've got quite a soft spot for Arsenal I don't know why I, I don't <laughs> mind them as a, as a team um, I've always thought of them a bit kind of Spineless is maybe like a soft underbelly, not spineless. It's the fans. So how do you see Tottenham then? Well, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm sure we'll come <laughs> on to Tottenham in a minute. But um, it's the fans for Arsenal. Like It still doesn't sit right with me how they treated Arsenal Wenger. And I know it was coming to the end of his time there. But that, that will always rankle with me, that. Always. Yeah. He should have been smarter though. Anyway, so yeah. let's move on to the, uh, the cream of the crop. Mm, yeah, top tier. So... Um, We'll talk about City first, I think. Um, I don't think anyone had any doubts to the outcome of this tie after the first leg. So, City were 2-1 down initially against Schalke. Ottomendi gets sent off and yet Schalke seemed to cock up that chance. It's incredible. Two late goals. Um, If Schalke take that 2-1 win back to Etihad, they still probably go out, but... um, they give themselves a chance. They give themselves a chance, but Sane's free kick and then Sterling's goal to to make it finish three two. I mean, it, it gave City the initiative, but they did what they did against Burton. They were just ruthless, weren't well, they? It's funny that Schalke played so well the first leg and then turned into Burton in the second. Yeah, game. exactly. Could you argue that City turned them into Burton rather than Schalke themselves? Pep, the Pep and his systems are always gonna are always gonna test. Test you, especially over two legs. It's ruthless. Um, the, the thing with City is that they just don't stop. They score one, two, three, four. They'll carry on going. Um, 10 2 aggregate score line um, looks incredible. I would err on the side of caution um, to City fans because Schalke are probably the poorest team the Champions League seen in quite a few years. I mean, the 14th in Bundesliga. Uh, yeah. You compare them to the 14th side in the Premier League, who are, I think, Crystal Palace. And you look at how Palace play, they're not great, but Palace are better than Schalke. You look at how Schalke turned up at the Etihad the other night. Palace beat City yeah. there. Um, did was it? Did they get Max Meyer from Schalke? I think they might have. Just gone, in I'm terms of sure. That's an interesting link. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, um, they've gone from what second to fourteenth, the fourteenth in Bundesliga. I can understand City fans getting kind of euphoric after that result, and I probably would do as well. Um, if I was in their shoes, but Schalke were—I mean, I've—I've I've not seen defending like that in Europe's top-tier competition in quite some time. Yeah, they've not got the the biggest name defenders there, have they? 
It's not even a big name. It's it was amateur defending at times. I mean, you can be a relatively small name defender and know where you need to be when the ball's coming over the top. Yeah, it's true. Um, it was just amateur defending from Schalke. Uh, um, I'd quite like to talk about the game that happened the night after. Well, let's let's <laughs> leave that for a second. Let's talk about how ripped off the Leon fans were in the first leg. A drab nil oh, nil. Yeah, nil nil. They, they, they caused quite a scare though to be fair um, at 2-0 up Barca so it's at the new Camp isn't it yeah. Barca go 2-0 up and Leon get one back uh, to make it 2-1 and, and initially youth as well too I've been mm, following his name for quite a while so they are, that's a scare for Barca so within one goal with the away goal rules in the back mm. of their mind and then Barca just stepped up a gear didn't they clicked into right. top gear and just motored on to win 5-1 I was reading, I was reading a, an interview with the after I don't know who it was from I, I should have written it down but they were talking about Messi about how if he's not scoring he's assisting if he's not assisting he's opening play up and he, it's he's, he's insane and I think because of the two games we'll talk about um, another one of the um, knockout games in a second but it's just a debate that will always arise Messi, Ronaldo whenever one of them does something insane and one of them does something insane almost on a weekly basis. It's true. You're yeah. always going to get um, one or the other. And I understand that. They're both attacking players. Yes, they're both different attacking players. But they both get seemingly similar. Like Ronaldo's hat-trick that we'll discuss in a minute equaled the Messi record. Messi's record of, I think it's 62 goals in 61 home games in the yeah. Champions League. He's absolutely insane. Um I think you are going to fall on one side of the fence or the other, and that's fine. But I think at the moment, it's unheard of to have two... I mean, they're not just two of the best players now. They will go down as two of the best players ever to play the game. And they've played, the same and they've played in the same area. Yeah, and we just yeah. should just enjoy that. And they've always... and Not always, but they, they've often been in direct competition with each other when, obviously, Cristiano was at Real. And, and that's rare as well yeah. to have two of the best True. going head-to-head regularly. For um, me, it, it brings up the point that United will be scared now because maybe not when they go to Old Trafford because we, uh, <coughs> me and Tom have got a friend who's a United fan and he I'm was so saying, sorry. Well, yeah, <laughs> he, he was saying that uh, he was saying like, oh, I don't really want to go to the game. It's pretty expensive and things like that. The Barca game? Is he talking about the Barca? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think oh. obviously like money issues and things like that. But I was saying, when are you going to see Messi again? I mean, I just I, when I'd give my left. I mean, even with like finances as they are with a lot of people. I, I'd give my left nut to get if I if I was a United fan. Obviously, I'm not. I'd do everything I could to get to a United. But I mean, you don't know. United might not qualify for the Champions League next year. When are United going to be playing Barcelona in a last eight Champions League? Well, game? that's it. The likelihood is they're not going to beat Messi again. That with the way the competition goes. So, you know, you, you want to be there. You want to watch him. I mean, you you got to see. I mean, nowhere near in terms of of, of ability, but name maybe you got to see Neymar. Neymar PSG. I've yeah. seen. I mean, I've seen us play Messi when he was younger. Um, Arbeloa kept him in his pocket in the new camp, so obviously he hadn't hit his stride yet. I've seen plenty of um, quality players. I've seen us play Ronaldinho at Anfield. I mean, yeah, there's only a few every era. Yeah, there, exactly. You know, to see them exactly, live and then, is... and and United fans like I diss them regularly, but United fans do like, appreciate a good player. I remember them losing to Real Madrid quite a few years ago at Old Trafford when the original Ronaldo scored a hat-trick there and the whole of Old Trafford stood up and applauded yeah. him off. Um, so I'm not I'm not saying anything like that will happen again. But yeah, these kind of games come round. I say rarely. 
They come around every year, but you they don't. They come around every year, but you, you, you don't know. About them, don't but you, you don't know when they'll come up again. Like Real Madrid, obviously got to like, won three on the bounce. But as a Liverpool fan, as a Liverpool fan who's about to hit thirty, we've not qualified for the Champions League regularly since Rafa, and we are starting to now. But you can't take that for granted. When we qualified for it under Rodgers, we didn't qualify again um, for another two or three years. So you don't know when it's going to come round again. Um, and these ties, these are the ones, the group stages. I can give up, you can kind of take it or leave it um, because some of those games turn out to be dead rubbers. You've got teams that you could argue that shouldn't be in the competition in the first place. But when you get to the knockout stages, the ties that you get, Atleti Juve, Barca United, Liverpool, Bayern Munich. Like we've not, we haven't played Bayern Munich in a competitive game for however many years. Like Quite these, a few, are, yeah. these are dream ties. Like, oh yeah, United Barca is a massive one, and you just. I mean, you, as a United fan, you could argue that, um, I mean, we joked off mic, didn't we, Tom, that you bid farewell to the Champions League last yeah. round and you made it through. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you never know. Over Usually the better team goes through over two legs, but not always. No, not, not always. Chelsea. Yeah, exactly. And it's one of those, isn't it, where I think we sort of tongue-in-cheeked it saying Magic of the Cup. Yeah, yeah we've said that a few times. Yeah. Ago, but it, it is, it's, it's one of those, the pairings you get... Uh, uh, at this stage it's tasty yeah they are um, uh, let's talk about the last game then oh, well, we there were two, oh, there there are two games aren't there so we'll, we'll briefly I mean I say briefly Chris it was, I've mentioned it already um, Ronaldo completely turning the tie in his head Atleti were 2-0 ahead from the first tie Diego did his now infamous cojones celebration um, and Cristiano did what Cristiano does and what Juventus paid Cristiano to do and he almost single-handedly turned that tie on his head and then did his own version of the Cojones celebration, which yeah. I'm not a fan of him personally, but I thought that was hilarious. I really did. Yeah, um, I mean... He's the man for a big occasion. He is. I'm a bit disappointed you didn't say he neutered them. He neutered them. Yeah, I'm a bit disappointed <laughs> that, I apologise, really. I apologise. Uh, yeah, it's, it is a Ronaldo effect, isn't it? I mean, yeah. he's been... Since he left United, really, he's, he's had that... About him, you know, you go to the biggest club in the world. I mean, he was one of the biggest, one of the biggest cl- players in the Premier League mm. when he left, but yeah. he became on a whole different level when he yeah, entered he did, the yeah, yeah. and he's just carried that through. Um, He'll have had an ex- added extra bit of spice there, being former Los Blancos going up against course, Atleti as yeah. well. So he'll have loved that more than anyone. Um, there's not a great. It's, the weird, the weird thing here is Atleti, is that they're known as this kind of defensively strong team. And for them to go and concede three, it's just, it's almost unheard of for a Simeone team to concede three goals in one game. Well, you could argue Atleti are the same, but the. Athlete, the that's what I was saying about Atleti. Yeah, but what I'm saying, I'm just, sorry, I'm, I'm thinking ahead of myself whilst talking. <laughs> um, in terms of what you're saying about updating the squad, I mean, I yeah. know they've got um, Jimenez, who's 25, I think. Yeah. But Diego Godin, now 32. The back line isn't particularly young, is it? You know, um, you, you're thinking, these clubs are <coughs> going to have to. And, have to go out and they're going to have to replace have to whereas in yeah. England at the minute we've got quite the youth. Liverpool and City in particular have got young squads well Liverpool might be able to keep the City no way no no I'm not talking about youth coming up I'm oh, talking about the squads that are in oh, place right, now. the, first, the team. first team and the subs both teams have got relatively young squads we've got the, I mean Van Dijk's what 27 which depresses me because I'm nearly 20 <laughs> 30 uh, Gomez is young as well um, you look at the I mean, Allison is what 26, 25, 26? He's he's so no he's not his, all his exactly. Yet, so, uh, and that's just talking from a Liverpool perspective. Uh, Laporte at City, twenty five, exactly, and he's replacing company. John Stones is young. Um, yeah. Mendy, 
both of the sides fighting for the league title this year. They've got relatively young squads. Who you, I'm not saying they'll both like City or Liverpool win everything over the next few years, but those squads will definitely be competing on on a domestic stage and on a uh, and on a continental stage. But brief, I mean, I say briefly. I don't think we need to talk about it. I'd like to briefly mention the fact that everyone um, that I spoke to wrote us off after the first leg. Um, everyone, everyone said it was a poor result. But how have you done? Know. Because you are the most pessimistic I know. Liverpool fan <laughs> in the <laughs> but world. But you can talk to anyone I spoke to after that first result. And I said that the main thing about first result was if we couldn't score, keep a clean sheet. And we kept that clean sheet. I know we didn't score at Anfield and everyone was saying, well, you, your record away in Europe is abysmal. You've not scored in open play since, I think it was April or whatever. But on the flip side of that, when we didn't score at Anfield against Bayern in the first leg, that was the first time since March that we hadn't scored. So these records mean nothing when you go into these yeah, games. True. And with our front three, especially Sadio in the form he's in at the moment, you've always got fancies to score anywhere. Um, I know their equaliser um, put a bit of span in the works, but... As soon as, we, as soon as Virgil got... I don't think we played particularly well on the night. People, a lot of our fans said it was a, a perfect away performance and, and we controlled the game. You and your brother had quite the, I, yeah, uh, quite the argument quite the over what's that. I, I thought, and I was watching it with my mum. I mean, we had tickets, but we couldn't get over there. Um, I was watching it with my mum and my dad. And it was such a nervous game to watch at 1-1. Because, and I know Bayern were making mistakes as well. But we were giving them, I mean, even the commentators said, not Stephen McManaman, but the guy he was commentating with, he said it's so un-Liverpool-like to be giving the ball away as much as we were. And we were, we were making so many sloppy passes. What I would say... In a game like that, sorry, but in a game like that, it, it is that. It, it, I, I watched a bit of it <laughs> and it was like a chess match. I think it was. A, I think both teams were nervous of making mistakes. And, that, and that's the reason I think mm. that you had to wait for those mistakes for it to open up a bit. From, from Van Dijk's goal... It was a very good performance. From Van Dijk scoring the second um, and at 2-1 up, we we didn't look in any danger at all. Um, what The goal, Marnie's goal, we've got to mention the first one, is probably one of the best goals I've ever seen. He's right? worried all though, to, to, to keep it's, his head on a swivel. It's the first know. touch. It's to literally send Neuer out for the newspaper with his turn because he I mean, completely leaves the camera yeah. shot. And then to dink it over to the best defenders in Europe. I mean, it's a, if, if Messi or Pogba do that, there were highlight reels for week, weeks and weeks, weeks and weeks. Mane is just not that much of a, um, of a what what what, am I, what word am I looking at? He's not a very fashionable footballer, Sadio Mane at the moment. Just but, a hard worker, isn't he? I mean, yeah, clearly. But I mean, his skill is unbelievable. He's our best player at the moment. I mean, people talk about Van Dijk, but offensively, he's our best player. The, stat, the stats prove it. The stats prove that this year that Mane he's is. taken he Mo's kind of playing second fiddle to Sadio at the moment and that's fair enough and he's bought and let's um, Salah's cross for the the, kill, the goal that kills the tie outside of his boot is world class it's one of the best crosses you'll see um, and we deserve to go through we deserved it yeah and uh, who do you have we've, uh, we've we've got Porto do you not remember everyone telling us we were lucky to get Porto um, I've, I, I may have heard it once or twice about Adrian Durham Adrian Durham saying Liverpool got lucky again conveniently forgetting that Man City's cup opponents in every competition this year reads like a who's who of non-league football. So, um, yeah, we're lucky with Porto, but that doesn't mean it's... I mean, I, tongue-in-cheek, um, said on Twitter yesterday that this year's quarterfinal is going to be trickier than last year's quarterfinal. Do you know who we had last year in the quarterfinals? I think City. I remember, yeah. And we beat them 5-1. 
And I don't and I don't think we'll beat Porto on aggregate for five one this year. They're playing quite well in their league. Well, uh, it's going to be tricky. They, they have got an ex defender of ours. Who's that? Uh, what's his face? Uh, oh, yeah, that that, 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 that clears that it up. Clears it up. That I wish I, I wish a <laughs> research man could find that for me. <laughs> Which defender do we let go? I can't think of it. I can see his face. I can't think of his name. But I think everyone seemed to want Porto, um, and we got them. So yeah, in that regard, we were lucky. But we had Bayern Munich in the last round. City had Schalke. I mean, yeah. I don't understand where luck comes into it there. It's the luck of the draw. And um, Bemba. And Bemba. Oh, of ah, course it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I'm happy with the draw and then if we get through that we have the winners of Barca and United and I'd like to end on the fact that that's heart over head heart wants Barca to win that because I can never want Manchester United to win a game but head tells me we're more likely to beat United than we are Barcelona so nice. it's hard <laughs> well I think uh, I think we're uh, we've covered I think Europe. we've suitably covered the European uh, scene haven't we shall we move into something new I, I think so we're really sorry to interrupt ourselves but we at the out of towners are delighted to announce that we've linked up with a fantastic computer shop in bolton where you can buy high-end laptops gaming systems and other items to suit your computing needs hard drives yep memory yep monitors yep look simon anything you can think of you can find all of this and how to visit them in store at their website cfultd.com or they're on ebay as well been our first shirt sponsor, we've got a really special treat for you. If you spend over £40, you get 5% off, as long as you mention us, the Out of Towners. Now, what's that website again? CFULTD.com. Now, back to ourselves. Our new segment we call From Worldy to Wally, where we look at Three of the best things that have happened this week. Yep. And we also look at three instances where some people or clubs have, uh, have been wallies mm. this week. So shall we start with the worldies? Because we can, we've already mentioned a couple we of those have, already. We so, have. Um, the first worldie I gave was to Sadio Mane, and I think it's for obvious reasons. In that first goal, yeah, you look at it and these balance <coughs> technique and the fact that it went over two of... Too tall and world class defender to dink it from out essentially on the edge of the box. I mean, it's it's the first and not, touch. not absolutely balanced either. No, no, it's the first touch. I mean, it's a great ball by Van Dijk over the top. First touch, and then to spin one of the best sweeper keepers in the world, and then to have the wherewithal to dink it over the two defenders in in such a big game as well. Yeah. Like to do that in training and to do it against Bayern Munich and the Allianz are two completely different things. Salah would miss that. At the moment, you could argue, um, maybe. I don't think he'd have even got the chance. He might have got the first touch. But, I mean, this is all wherewithal. Um, so, Sadio's our first world of the week, isn't he? For that goal and for killing the tie. Yeah, he, he did, did take two, go- two goals um, in a 3-1 win over Bayern Munich. So, the first world of the week goes to Sadio Mane. Yeah, we're talking the second is, is a one-man team, really. Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah. Again, someone we've mentioned already. Um, and it's for obvious reasons, scoring a hat-trick. Um, against Atletico Madrid to knock out one of the best teams in Europe having been 2-0 down from the first leg yeah I mean what was he 90 million yeah I mean he's worth every That's penny even at this exactly. age even at this age exactly. and his 8th and his 8th Champions League hat trick which equals uh, Lionel Messi's record tip for tat isn't it yeah uh, last one last one um, was from last weekend so we're kind of covering it aren't we yeah um, uh, last world of the week I think deserves to go to Jack Grealish 
Yeah, not the most liked man on the planet in terms of I think his attitude in pre previously is probably. Yeah, he's been called into question, uh, yeah. but I watched the interview. So Jack Grealish's uh, Worldy Award, which I'm sure he'd be uh, very proud to accept. Which you can award <laughs> from the out of towners. Um, isn't just um, for him scoring the winning goal in the second city derby. It's reacting the way he did to a yob coming onto the field. I mean, I'm sure you've all seen it, but if you haven't, um, a Birmingham yob, a Birmingham, a Birmingham City yob comes onto the field and he doesn't just push over Grealish. He swings and properly clatters, punches him. Completely misses where he was aiming. Yeah, I mean, it was the worst punch I've ever seen. Flacks him in the jaw still yeah. and knocks him over. Uh, Grealish just kind of takes himself away from the situation and then goes on to score the winner um, at uh, Birmingham at St Andrews um, as Aston Villa captain. So I think if I was one of the because he was locked up, wasn't he? If I was one of the police yeah. officers, there, I'd just be like, by the way, Jack's just scored. <laughs> yeah, just just yeah, a nice just, little whisper in his just, ear, just through the gap yeah. in the door. And then he was kind of um, I wouldn't say attacked, but he was a steward had a niggle at him. Yeah, uh, in, the, in the crowd, I've seen it. Yeah. In the back, and then the 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 police completely got hold of him. Yeah, I think really he dealt with it in a fantastic way. And his interview after the game. Um, was really measured for a young lad as well. Um, definitely. He's definitely a Villa boy. I'd be surprised if he's at Villa for the, for the long haul, though, because yeah. he's a very talented footballer. It's true. Mm. Shall we move on to the Wallies of the Week? The then? Wallies of the Week. All I three, like that. It's exactly. Got, it rolls off the Wally top, doesn't it? All three go to Man United. No, I'm joking, Tom. <laughs> I'm joking, Tom. I think, All right. I I think, I th- yeah, yeah. I think the first one can only go one place, and, and I hope I get the name <laughs> right, because I've no idea. You're going to attempt it, have you? I'm going to attempt I'm it's Bursant Selina um, so, yeah. for Swansea, and if you've not seen it, those who are listening, it's for his penalty attempt against West Brom. This is a lad who's come from City. He's, he's a Kosovan player. Um, Swansea took him from Man City. He's not a bad footballer. He's Swansea's number ten, but the penalty is abysmal. There's um, been some great misses. I think the Beckham one were the yeah. pitch. Bob, this is the worst one I've seen since. The cock up between Pires and Henri. Yeah, that was this special. Is the, that was a special penalty mishap. Um, but this, it doesn't look like the ground is like bobbly. It doesn't look like there's sand there or anything. And he just he slips and his other foot kicks the ball and then his other and then his right foot comes round and clips it to the right and West Brom, West Brom um, clear it and West Brom went on to win that game three 0 um, So really, so, the grand scheme of things, it probably wouldn't have. It's yeah, not a matter. It's not. It doesn't make a difference. But I mean, it's definitely worthy of Wally of the Week alliteration um, intended. Yeah. Next one uh, is a man who probably might want to just stay away from the media for a little while. Paul Scholes. Yeah, he, I remember him being quite scathing about a certain Portuguese manager. Yes, yeah. his previous employer. Yeah, Paul Scholes went in hard with a few of his comments. Oh yes, Jose Mourinho quite. Quite often, um, when he was working for was it BT or Sky? I, I'm not BT, sure. Right. Whoever had him, yeah, whoever had him. Uh, he took over at I mean, boyhood club, a club that he's loved. He says in his statement all of his life, so it's his boyhood club. Um, and he's the Wally of the week for a few reasons. Um, because I've heard a lot of people defending his decision, saying, "Oh, it's all the owner's fault. It's all his fault." Well, actually, he knew what he was getting himself into. Previous managers excuse me, have come out and said that the owner likes to get involved because I think the owner is actually an agent or a former agent, obviously. So he has invested interest in players yeah, uh, and who to play and who to take and who to sell, etc. But previous managers have mentioned this. So Scholes is going in there 
if, if we're able to see that as the public, then Skulls can see that. And he's a boyhood fan of the club. Mm. So he should know what's going on. So he's naive in that respect, not going in with his eyes open about the owner. Secondly, um, I, I saw an article about um, the way he negatively looked upon certain things like players having to wash their own kits, buses arriving late or having to reorganise travel. That's just management in League 2. It's yeah. not Premier League. You don't get everything laid on for you like a Man United player. It's a completely different world in League 2. Yeah, I mean, we we saw didn't we we saw a ground from the north national north yeah. that's know, not that's, far off. That's i mean not, it's a, it's a, it's a league the, gra- the ground it's itself isn't far off looking i mean at least three sides of it from looking like exactly. i've been to burton and burton's at least three of the stands are very similar to yeah, yeah. i've uh, i've actually i've actually been to oldham oldham's ground when they knocked us out of the cup uh, a few years ago under rogers and one of their one well when, when I went then, one of their stands was very similar to the director's stand at Chorley. Yeah, you know yeah. the the small little yeah, kind yeah. of raised bit. So it's it's not a million miles away from where we were last week. It's graft, isn't it? When you get to that level, yeah. it's absolute graft. So I don't know what he expected when he went in there. He obviously expected it to be a lot easier. Um, and I'd also say so that was naive as well to expect um, like having teams of kit men uh, on hand to wash kits and stuff. I thought that was naive. Uh, and then finally, the fact that he resigned by text, I think, shows a lack of class. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure, Tom, you broke up with a few girls in a similar fashion. <laughs> I'd love to say it was that way, but it's definitely the way around. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the classiest, is it? <laughs> no, no, it's it not. Isn't. Uh, final one, I, I think you'll have a few words on this. Uh, Adrian Durham, I mean, that man could be Wally of the Week. We could literally hold a permanent spot on from Worldy to Wally hey, for Adrian Durham. Well, I'm, ju- I'm I'm discussing now on there, but why don't we have a Worldy of the a Worldy of the Year and a Wally of the Year? I mean, we could just literally give that to Adrian Durham yeah, exactly. now. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, he's never going to listen to this. I wouldn't have thought. And we've already spoke. I'm, if we send him the trophy, though, maybe. So, the reasons I've given for this aren't actually for the ridiculous comment he made overnight about Liverpool getting lucky again with the uh, the Champions League draw. Uh, with getting Porto uh, conveniently forgetting the fact that we drew Bayern Munich in the last round and we had PSG and Napoli in the group stage that wasn't actually the, and, and you'll attest to that that isn't the reason I've given it to Not him at all, no. um, it's implying midweek um, the fact that if Ryan Sterling doesn't win the PFA player of the year it has something to do with race I have a name for this mm-hmm. it's called the Sol Campbell effect yeah um, now it's easy I mean I would like to say I mean it's easy for us like we're three white lads so I mean we, well, we've two not... of us are <laughs> cheers thank Once. you yeah. I'm slightly yeah you're talking about me there. <laughs> <laughs> um, the reason I've made this point is the fact that it's solely down to the previous at least two winners of the, the award last year a Muslim beat a white player to winning it. Mo Salah won PFA Player of the Year. I hope people don't just listen to that sound. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. doesn't sound good. No, no, no. But a Muslim player, a, a fantastic Muslim role model, yeah. won it last year in Mo Salah and he beat from, Kevin De Bruyne. And, and more than that, not just the, the his, his religion, but where he's from. Yeah, well. exactly. Egypt. Yeah, exactly. Egyptian. Who, who's ever going to have the Egyptian down as a PFA Exa- Player Exactly. Of the year? And the year before that, Angolo Kante. A player of Af- I know he plays for France, but he's a player of African descent, uh, and he beat the likes of Eden Hazard to it. So to imply that Raheem Sterling would not win the PFA Player of the Year um, due to race 
he's I think a little bit silly, especially when his main opposition for the award is Virgil Van Dyke. I yeah. mean, who's as white as it gets? No, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. No, so it's not white. No, I understand. I mean, Durham's made a lot of. I would like to say Adrian Durham's made a lot of good points about race over the last few years, but I think this one was taking it a step too far. I think that I think this was just to kind of the get issues his behind Raheem Sterling go don't go near. The I think if, if if City if City win the league this year, um, and maybe win the Champions League, I don't know if it's PFA Premier League player of the year, but if they win the league this year, then Sterling's got a great chance of winning yeah, it. Like, genuinely, like, and if he didn't, he wouldn't lose it because of the colour of his skin. I'm not having it. That just no. you look at the previous winners of the last couple of years, and it and it completely refutes that point. Um, so we'll give Adrian Durham the Wally, well Wally of the Week award, the Walliest of the Week, the Walliest of the Week um, for that and his comments on Liverpool being lucky. I think. Yeah. I think I think that's uh, we've looked at some Wallies, we've looked at some Worldies. We have, we have. Let's move on. There's a lot going on this week, isn't there? There's a few games. Yeah, um, listed them down before we came up and there's a lot of notable games I think we'll quickly start with the FA Cup can we start with Wolves of United that's a tough one um, for who oh well, yeah um, <laughs> it's I mean Wolves are basically the best of the rest aren't they you look at Seven league position, the Premier League they're, be- they're the best of the rest um, they play some I heard a Spurs fan on TalkSport um, saying that he hated the way they play but to come up from the championship and be in the position they are is incredible. I mean, they've had a bit of cash. They have, but they've spent it well. Fulham have had a bit of cash, and where are they? Well, they spent 24 of it on Mitrovic. Well, I mean, yeah. They've got to make goal. To, to be fair, he's been one of their better yeah, signings. Um, I think I think we'll just... I think, should we have a wit round? Who do we think? So, who yeah. do, Simon, who do you think? Wolves or United? Wolves. Tom? Nah, you already know the answer. United. Uh, I think Wolves... I think it'll be a tough game for both teams, but Wolves. Uh, next, Swansea City. So we all going for Swansea, here, lads? No. <laughs> I mean, that's a, that's as much as a foregone conclusion as it could possibly be, unless... 12-0. Yeah, I mean, the only way Swansea keep that within three goals is if City rock up complacent. And they've already shown this year that that's not an issue. So we I don't all... think Pep... I'll accept that no, no, not at all. So I'm assuming we're all going City win there, yeah? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, Simon, next one. Yeah, Watford Palace. That's a tough one. I got to go Watford there. I think Watford this season, consist, they've been consistent in keeping key areas, I think. And Gracia has already spoken about this being their um, their priority. So they rested seven key players for the City game in the league. Of course they did, um, yeah. All the way through their 5 0 drubbing against us, the fans were singing about going to Wembley. So. I think there's something swirling around Watford and Vicarage Road at the moment. Palace are so just... They, pl- they played fantastically against Spurs, though, to knock them out, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, they did. And I think they've got the players to do it, but it, they just don't seem to turn it on. No, I think I'm going for Watford as well. What about you, Tom? Probably say the same. Um, Come on, Tom, disagree. <laughs> Come on, just... I mean, I was listening to John Motson the other day, and they were doing a similar prediction for the cup game, and they all went... I'm more, team and he... I'm more basing on mine by the, the the positions of the table with Crystal Palace 
not being a million miles away being dragged into the relegation. Yeah, it's not a bad point. To be fair. Probably win. I still win think you should just such. just say Palace, just so there's a bit of difference. Oh, okay, I say Palace. <laughs> I think he's gonna be wrong about that one. <laughs> Thank you, Tom. Last one. <laughs> no, this I think this is a tougher one when it probably comes. Yeah, Millwall Brighton. Um, I listened to John Motts, like I mentioned it a second ago. John Motson and a few of his colleagues on that radio show that, that employs Adrian Durham uh, did a little bit of a prediction on this and all of them chose Millwall first and John Motson, just because he didn't want to go with the grain, said Brighton. But they seem to think Millwall will do this. And it and it probably, I think I'm going to go Millwall as well because I think Brighton have got bigger fish to fry. I think I think I agree. I think it might, Millwall might just do it. And, and they're no stranger to these kind of competitions to get this far. I mean, no, it has been not. a fair few years since Tim Cahill I know, but it's still, but still, and the atmosphere, I mean, we've, we've spoken at length about what went on earlier on in the year against Everton, um, but the atmosphere they create um, at the at the, um, the den. at the den, yeah, it's it's incredible, so I think I'm going Millwall there. One thing for me, go on Tom, who are you going for? I'm going to go for Brian just because. <laughs> One thing, <laughs> just looking at these fixtures, that, that stands out for me is. United don't win this this year. They well, I mean, you've got United or City. The um... oh yeah, City, but City are probably not going to prioritize. No, I mean Pep's saying, "Oh, we're going for the quadruple and all this," but I reckon this one will be the least. Yeah. Well, well, they've already won the League Cup. Well, I mean, it will be. There's absolutely no doubt the FA Cup will be the lowest because the League Cup's already been won. Yeah, that's true. Um, so then it's FA Cup, and then City fans can decide between themselves whether they prefer to win the League or the Champions League. Yeah, it's true. Right, shall we move on to the... Well, we're going to talk about the championship. We don't get, I mean, I don't think we cover the championship as much as we should because it is competitively, it is an incredible league. It's building up to be a brilliant really, I mean, everything... Um, the top three are so close. So, for the, for the title, um, there's a massive battle going on. There's a huge battle going on in the playoffs. And Norwich, a battle. Norwich top, I think, at the minute. Yes, yeah, yeah, well, it is, yeah. So, the first game I wanted to... Uh, quickly talk about his lead Sheffield I mean what a game that I'm is I'm going to be watching that later on we're Second, recording Saturday morning yeah. uh, I'm looking forward to it because as much as it pays me to say this uh, me and Tom have a, a mutual friend who's a Leeds fan and I'd love to see them in the relegation zone because it's just one of those <laughs> in things in the relegation but I have really enjoyed watching Leeds this year I think it's the Beelzer it's Bielsa it's Bielsa um, if they don't go up he's gone um, they've made it a fantastic will moment. he take his bucket with him well I mean <laughs> he likes to sit on a bucket he does uh, I wonder if he'll take his um, his network of spies with him as well um, is he Russian? <laughs> no uh, communism oh well, yeah exactly um, I think that's a big game Leeds Sheffield second versus third um, Norwich obviously at the top at the moment who are playing some brilliant stuff as you well. can't really pick them I mean um, Sheffield United are playing some fantastic football as well at the moment yeah I think they're, they're just a slight edge below the those too, yeah, they are. Yeah, you look, at, you look season. at, but I mean, saying that West Brom were there until not long ago, and they've fallen away. And West Brom were looking; they were the, they were the entertainers. Sorry, we weren't even going to speak about this today. But no, sat the, that's like us sacking yeah. Chris Hewitt. But I mean, I thought that at the time, um, but that's the because board. I know. So from an like Tom United fan or Blackburn fan or Chelsea, please fan, get it whatever. right. <laughs> it's it's one of the fits. Me, Liverpool fan, New Newcastle fan. From the outside, it looks weird. Um, sacking the manager in the fourth but a quick search on Twitter will tell you that West Brom fans themselves were not happy with the way they were playing at all yeah but uh, you can't really trust a West Brom fan I know but I mean they know that if you want to argue with me at Tyler's at Tyler's podcast yeah. um, you've got to trust what they believe about their club I wouldn't I, again Adrian Durham came on about um, how disgusting the sacking was 
I can't profess to know enough about the club. No. If if a West Brom fan tells me that they needed a change, I'll defer to their I think, expertise. I think the years to come, I think they'll feel very similar to what maybe 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 it's a shame because what he did with them when he took over in the Premier League was brilliant. Yeah. Uh, I know he didn't keep them up, but the run they went on pushed them close. Uh, he's a very good manager, and hopefully won't find it too hard to find a job. Uh, Tell you what, should we talk about the next game in the Championship? Where I think Jack Grealish will. It's like he'll be in Barbados in terms of Compa- in comparison. How, yeah. Well, I mean, if you've ever been to the Riverside, I mean, the Riverside is um, is is an interesting place. Uh, it's barren. I mean, I know you, you 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 described Victory Park last week as barren. I mean, if you've been to the Riverside, I was know. cold. <laughs> um, it's it's a good. It's, again, this is a massive game for playoff. Borough in there, relatively comfortable. They're on fifty eight points, having played thirty six. Uh, Villa are on fifty four, having played thirty seven. So really, if Villa want to sneak into those playoff places. This is must win, and if yes. and if Borough win, they could ar- they could argue they've killed off Villa's um, playoff push. Yeah, uh, last one is something which is quite close to us. In well, terms there's of two, there's two that are close to us Championship games. Um, there's the Preston one, I think that you were oh, mentioning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Preston, um, <coughs> I think Tom, who Preston got this week. But what I wanted to mention was Preston have been uh, again, like you said, local to us. They've been on a massive run. They lost to Rotherham in January, and since then they've not looked back. They were nowhere, and they've given them themselves a massive chance. They might not do it uh, because they may have left it a little bit too late, um, but they've put themselves in the same position as Villa, and people are talking about Villa getting into the playoffs. I think in terms of the foot footballing contingent, I think um, you'd apart from Bolton, maybe Blackburn fans, you'd. You'd want to see Preston up there, wouldn't yeah. you? You want to see them. Did you get who? Who are Preston playing? Birmingham. So they got Birmingham. Is yeah. it St Andrews or is it at Deepdale? Oh, it's at Deepdale, isn't it? Um, yeah. So I mean, Birmingham. The negative press around that club at the moment can't be helping the players. So I mean, Preston fans will be looking at that, thinking that yeah. that's a game that we can win and carry on this amazing run. Uh, and then there's um there's another Lan- uh, there's a Lancashire there's a Lancashire derby, isn't there? there um, is. At the bottom of the table. Um, Wigan versus Bolton. Now, Bolton's just down the road from. Yeah, I mean, we, could, we could do an entire two yeah. point on the club itself. Could we, we could do. Yeah, it's just, a, just a shame where it's found itself. Um, there, there in the moment. I mean, Wigan, Wigan aren't out of trouble. They're just the one place above the relegation zone. Uh, Bolton are well and truly stuck in it. So you, as they have been the last two, the last last year they, got they escaped. Out the day, they escaped they? on the last day. Um, Wigan, you could argue, could. Almost kill Bolton Bolton's championships championship hopes this season with a win. Um, We're gonna have a one in February. Have they not? Wow. I mean, so that that'd be one. This hell. is why we have you here, Tom. <laughs> Cheers for that. Yeah. Uh, so that's another big game, but at the opposite uh, opposite end of the table. Yeah. Shall we finally talk about the prem fixtures? There's not many of them this week. No, there's been a couple of postponements because it's FA Cup weekend. Um, so there's only a few notable ones. We've got. Fulham away tomorrow. I'll be travelling down on the train in the morning tomorrow. Your away form isn't as great as your home form, but no, I think you're going to probably... I mean, that. I said this to... Uh, my mum and dad are travelling down today because they're staying down the night before. Um, I'm sure there's a restaurant that your dad will be going I'm to. Sure, He's excited. I'm sure there will be. Um, my mum said it perfectly yesterday. She said, if we can't beat Fulham away, um, then league, title, league titles don't go to teams who don't win those games. Very simple true, as that I mean it will be a tough game but if we don't win it then it puts a spanner in the works and rightfully so because we should be winning that yeah we've got uh, we've got Bournemouth and 
you have Bournemouth have... are not on the best run, but teams seem to just change the fates when they play us. I had a um, I had a cheeky talk with our Bournemouth friend Jack yesterday um, about what he thinks. He said as long as Matt Ritchie doesn't score, he's all right. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, even though the goals are not as have dried up with Matt Ritchie because he's playing left wing back, he has been superb. Yeah, uh, Jack isn't completely um, hopeful on this one because uh, did you beat them? Uh, he said you battered them last time. I think so, yeah. Um, I can't remember the score uh, of the reverse fixture, but to, uh, he, Jack Jack remembered um, not a very nice experience last time the two played, but he also mentioned something that you won't like. I said you'd both agree on this. Um, do you know who the referee is for the game? No. Mike Dean. His uh, message to me... Um, was something along the lines is, uh, of Mike Dean is the ref so that tells you how I think this game will go so I, I kind of said to him well Simon thinks exactly the same as Mike yeah. Dean as you do so 2-1 um, it was uh, I, I do remember it now back in November I think it was Rob got in a brace yeah. uh, and Jeffrey Derma so Jack's not not very optimistic on this one uh, for me we are relatively safe Right now, before a game is played, considering but you think if Cardiff get a win, mm. or even those Burnley get it, considering it's at the vitality to hear Jack saying he wasn't optimistic is an interesting one because we are we are our form away yeah. from home. Yeah, away, I mean, any away result is big in the Premier League. Newcastle to go away to Bournemouth and win—that's a big result. So it's interesting that Jack's um, pessimistic, but I think I think Newcastle probably need it. Slightly more than Bournemouth. Well, I mean, what are we? Points. We are on 34. 34. Uh, Cardiff in 18. Where are Bournemouth? Just above you. Just above us on 37. So, so you we, could argue we that... We leapfrog them? You could argue... Oh, look at goal difference. You could argue that Bournemouth have got uh, a pretty much safe. So, there's more in it motivationally for Newcastle. Um, the well, only well, other... They've got a minus 13. Yeah. We've got minus... 11. So you're close on goal difference. Yeah, so you could. I mean, you said that you're relatively safe and you are, I'd say, Bournemouth. And before the game's kicked yeah, off today. Yeah, and, and pretty much Bournemouth are safe. So um, it's an interesting one. It's a bit of a weird one where you're both in this kind of limbo, no man's land. Um, well, in terms of the last five, we've we've won, won lost, won, won, drawn. So, it's, I mean, that's good form for a team who's in a relegation yeah, scrap. They've lost 2 1 2, draw 1. Yeah. So it, uh, hang on, no, no, no. Looking at Crystal Palace, uh, they they've lost three. Then you should probably one. leave the stats to Tom. You know, we said something. It's hard to talk and look. <laughs> so uh, I think the next game we'll look at um, is the last league game that I've noted down, and it's it's actually quite a biggie, really. Everton, Chelsea. Um, both teams have got something to prove. Both both have. Well. One goalkeeper in particular has something to prove because I've been reading this week. Mr. Little Arms. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Not... Little Arms. Mr. England's number one. Mr. I'll decide to thank somebody for an Xbox controller on Twitter and then delete it. That's not quite cool. the time. He, I think he did set an Xbox controller. Right. But, I mean, the timing of to thank... Did he drop it? Did he drop the controller? No, he would be tackled it. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's... um. He's coming under increased scrutiny, and rightfully so, because he's England's goalkeeper, and he isn't really handling the pressure very well. Um, the thing is, he was always going to get that pressure. He's costing Everton week. points at the moment. He's yeah, costing like, them points. I've got an Everton, an Everton, an Evertonian at, at work, and he was talking about how 
it is a feeling that they, he has cost them himself them points that they have this season yeah. and it's, they've not had a good season no they've not and they could actually be worse off um, they, could, no, they could actually be better off if it weren't for Pickford and yet all their fans are still I mean I still hear them chanting England's number one I don't see why that's I mean we've never seen that about an England goalkeeper I don't it's see the entire team though when you, you, you spend 25 million on a striker who's doesn't know how to ban door it's I mean that was Big Sam's that was Big Sam's signing to but he was the best 25 million pounds in Europe yeah um, again I don't really put much stock into what Sam Allardyce says um, you, you're right Everton and Chelsea both teams have got something to prove Chelsea really could do winning that if they want to get into the top four without having the pressure of having to win the Europa League I know their game in hand that was postponed um, a couple of weeks ago was against Brighton but this will kind of act as a game in hand on United because obviously United are in the yeah, cup yeah, yeah. so it's going to be a bit backwards and forwards over the next few weeks with games played but I'd say Chelsea need it more than Everton Everton are in that again that no man's land they're not in any trouble of going down well they're not really you say that what have you got the league still at their time yeah. I don't think they're anywhere near um, being in trouble they're on the same points as Bournemouth yeah I mean with, with 8 or 9 games to go 37 I mean you could stay up in this league sometimes with 39 points so I, I yeah I agree but for, it, for me who kind of got next they've got Chelsea on the 31st City Burnley no, I, I mean I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not having it I think Everton are safe yeah. um, they're not fighting against relegation I mean looking at those two games in particular you've got you've got Chelsea City Followed by a Burnley that are going to want to prove something. I mean, they're not even going to push Wolves for a Europa League spot. Wolves are seven points clear of them, so Everton have nothing to play for. Um, yeah. So it'll be really, it'll be a poor indictment on Chelsea if they don't win today. Really well, anything could happen though, yeah, with Chelsea. Yeah, exactly. Hazard might not decide to turn up. Well, we don't know, do we? Or don a suit and manage. Yeah, I think. Yeah, <laughs> maybe it's up to him. He did sit down. Sorry. <laughs> um, I think the last game that we'll briefly mention. Is more linked to our two forty special, which lots and lots of people have listened to. Unbelievable! Yeah, absolutely, it's overwhelming, really, isn't it? Um, I was overwhelmed midweek. Yeah, absolutely insane, wasn't it? Really, um, I I was just enjoying watching the numbers go up and up and up. It's absolutely amazing. incredible. So thank you very much if you listen to that, um, and we'd love your feedback. Um, if you'd like us to cover your club and it wasn't Chorley, uh, let us know, and we'll see. Newcastle what we can fans, do. tell us Newcastle. Please. <laughs> uh, the last game is linked to that. Um, the club that we went to last week Chorley they're continuing their push for promotion and they're playing away at Boston United can I just put in Tom are you are you a Chorley fan for this segment can be if it makes because <laughs> we know you've been to yeah. the big important games where they've been hanging on no no you've been to the glory games I went to watch Fleetwood <laughs> wasn't much glory there <laughs> no uh, so they're against Boston United Boston are down in 10th um, so they're a good mid-table side and it's an away game. Any away game down there, uh, well, down there in the National League North, uh, is going to be tough. So I wouldn't take anything for granted for Chorley. But if they want to continue to push for promotion, they're only one point ahead of Stockport. Um, and Stockport are playing, and I will get that now. Looking like on their uh, on research. And I, no, it doesn't look like Stockport are playing today. They have um, only FA Trophy. Ah, so they've so filed. So, so that's quite a good league. show. Actually. So Chorley could go four points clear and get. I mean, there's the cliche games in hand aren't points on the board. So that could be massive, um, a massive boost for Chorley. So 
fingers crossed um, for Chorley for getting a result today. Sorry for your Boston United or Stockport County fan. Good luck to them. Uh, really enjoyed last week. Yeah. Uh, and good luck to you and your teams. Mm-hmm.